Welcome to the Her Podcast. I'm Megan. I'm CJ. And I'm Erica. This is a fun one, you guys, because while this is technically a solo episode, because it's just the Her crew today, we have decided to put Miss Megan in the hot seat. If you aren't aware, Megan is the owner and founder of Elizabeth Lynn Jewelry, a brand that's been in business for over 10 years. She is super passionate about supporting small businesses and is always finding ways to connect and collaborate with others. A few cute things that I thought I would add in about Megan are that she likes to drink iced coffee all year round, which is crazy because we live in an ice cube. She does think that McDonald's Diet Coke is superior to all others. And her favorite season is fall with her favorite holiday being Thanksgiving. Random, yes, but totally fun. Okay, girls, let's do it. Are you excited? Yeah. Or do you feel nervous? Uh, no, I trust you guys. Are you sure you I trust I guess we'll us? see. Erica's like, you can say pass. And I was like, what kind of questions are you asking me? Well, I just think that I am notoriously, like, I'm so curious about people. And I answer almost anything people ask me. Like, I really don't have a I do have some things I won't talk about, but so I think people will be that way too. I'm like, let me ask you this question. And then when people are like, no, I'm like, oh, okay. Um, Yeah. Like, I think I'll probably answer everything. My only thing is I'm just always uh, aware of, am I speaking on someone else's behalf or am I telling someone else's story? Okay. So I said in the intro that Elizabeth Lynn has kind of been in business for over 10 years. And then I was like, wait, I think that's correct. Yeah. But then I was like, I didn't know if you'd been in business because I knew you owned another business. Mm-hmm. So in total, how long have you been in business? Oh my gosh. How old am I? Uh, 12. You're 12. I'm 12. <laughs> She's trying to do quick math, I'm people. Tra- <laughs> this is the theme. <laughs> no one can do math. Uh, 12 years. Amazing. 12 years. So good. Almost 13, I guess. Okay. And what did you do before Elizabeth then? Um, I had a brick and mortar store. Uh, in downtown Saskatoon. Um, it was called Paisley Party and Gift Boutique. Oh for That's anybody. so cute, Paisley. Erica thinks it's silly and, and CJ thinks it's cute. I don't think it's silly. I just can't picture this Megan that owns a store that's called Paisley Gift. You would like, not. I yeah. should. Did I ever show you a picture of me at the store? Uh, you wouldn't know that Megan. That Megan is a whole different person. Like that was a, a different life. What was different? Like explain this old Megan. I'm like now so curious. I'm like she's like pass. <laughs> I was younger, obviously. Um, I was just. I was. Where do we begin? I was in a space in my life where I was kind of like half in, knowing that I wanted to create something that was mine, and like knowing I needed to be an entrepreneur, but not quite really understanding what that was or what it looked like and when I first started there was like one support system in Saskatoon um and you just kind of really had to figure it out on your own and I don't know I know for sure I didn't do that to the best of my ability because I was just kind of like impulsive I'm I'm still a little impulsive but less so um and I just did it like nobody could tell me no I just did it got funding didn't really 
know what I was doing at all. So and then I you just, went and got like a physical brick and mortar store and physical, like ordered inventory and yeah. like, yeah, back then th- things weren't just like at your fingertips. N- not all wholesalers had websites. I had sales reps that came and visited me. Just such a different experience. Um, I went in uh, with a lot of debt and no plan, which was... Which is what you would advise most people, right? <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't do that. Uh, Sorry, I forget. People can't see me. I winked. <laughs> um, I would just do... There's a lot of things that I would do differently. I was also personally in a completely different space in my life. I was in a different relationship at the time. I was young um, and inexperienced, and I learned a lot during that time. Um, I was open for three years. I ended that business because the relationship I was in at the time ended as well. And that was kind of the beginning of the new Megan, like, but, but really getting to know who I had been the whole time, but I was trying to be someone else. Right. And did you end the business because your, your partner at the time was a part of the business? No. Or because you just like that stage of your life, you were like, the business is ending and the relationship financially it had to end okay yeah. yeah which was I you know I was kind of a I was on a three-year lease and I had kind of gotten to the place that I had thought I mean I'll do five I'll do five years and see um but you know if I could go back and do things differently obviously actually I don't know if I would because I learned so much and that's where Elizabeth Lynn was born I started teaching myself how to make jewelry near the end of owning the brick and mortar store and that's where I first put it out and that's where people first bought it and it kind of evolved from there so well and I think it's hard because I I feel like a really famous question people like to ask is oh what would you change what do you regret right and Mm. I as cheesy as it sounds and I think you you're similar in this way to the way I am is that you can't like look back and think you want to ch- like, yes, I think there's things you can look back at and go, I didn't love that. Mm-hmm. Didn't love that for me at the time, <laughs> but you recognize how it's now led here. Oh yeah. And so it's like, yeah. Would you, would you like to not have experienced that heartache? Probably, but it also made you now who you are. Absolutely. And I mean, from the business perspective, there's things I could have done better or I also wasn't in, in a, place where I had learned that asking for help is a great thing to do. Uh, But also, yeah, in my personal life, like that experience that I had that just kind of rocked me to my core actually ended up breaking me open and allowing me to be myself because I hadn't been for a long time, but I didn't realize it Um, and step into my own and have things that were just my own and make my own decisions and be my own person. And my creativity came back. Like I had stifled my creativity for years. And that's, you know, what actually saved me going through like such a hard time was Elizabeth Lynn. Like the emotional connection I have to my business is wild. How would you just like, how do you describe, because I know you talk about like, I understand like emotions and your business are connected, but I'm like, how do you describe being emotionally connected to your business? I'm like, what does that, you know, cause I, I think we all feel that to some degree. I'm like sitting here because again, I think I've shared, we've shared a little bit on the podcast now, but like I work with Megan and I'm like, if you can't answer it, I might be able <laughs> And I might not be able to because it's so close to me. It's just to me, like it's a feeling. Like I think you either know it or you don't, right? Like you're, it's either ingrained in you or it isn't. And because 
when I started EL, um, I mean, it obviously looked a lot different than it does today. I definitely found my niche and started building a brand probably five, six years ago. But originally, I was like wire wrapping. I was, you know, doing bead cluster necklaces because that was the vibe. And um, my hands were busy. And that's what I needed. Um, And to physically hold in your hand the pieces of something that come together to make one thing... I mean, how do you not have emotional connection to that? How do you not have like a piece of yourself into everything, right? Like that to me is, it's not just a necklace. I've, I mean, my hands are on everything. There's like a little piece of love and everything to sound cheesy, but you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, I just believe that emotions are, can be so connected to inanimate objects, right? They can hold value and they can hold meaning and they can hold emotion. And we put those things on them, right? Like you make a necklace mean something to you, but sometimes just physically holding something, like you can feel it. I don't know if that sounds woo woo or what. I'm curious then if when you're creating jewelry, you're intentional of where your energy is at. I am always intentional where my energy is. Erica's laughing. I am like I, if I'm in a bad mood or if I'm in like a, I'm tired or I'm just like not have a good vibe I'm not touching it I won't touch it I'll put you know I'll restock or I'll put earrings on cards or if I'm gonna physically touch it I will do something else because if I'm not in um a good headspace and I'm this may again sound silly but um if I'm not in a good headspace or I'm not feeling good um and I'm packing orders like that energy of mine is going with it does that make sense? Yeah. So I just, and I don't know if that's a, a, a conscious thought process or I just know myself well enough to know like I need to do this or I need to do this. Well, and I think what's been interesting and maybe you want to speak to a little bit is the season you've just come through with your business because I know um, working with you, if I can share just kind of what you've expressed to me, which is because you have a new collection coming mm-hmm. out and um, you kind of shared a little bit about how you felt about this collection compared to your other ones. And I'm wondering if you can kind of share that. Cause I think this is kind of what you're talking about yeah. is the headspace you're in with this emotional connection to your business and yeah. what it looks like when you're not emotionally connected to it. Yeah. Um, okay. So this, the new collection that is coming out right away is the first time since probably 2019, not probably since 2019, that I have felt so emotionally connected to the pieces that I'm making. The collection I'm speaking about from 2019 was called the Cosmos Collection. And I put so much intention into that collection. I took, um, I was, you know, being mentored by an astrologer. Um, And I wrote, you know, there was a lot of Zodiac pieces. I wrote every single little tidbit about it. Like I was infused in it. I worked so hard on it. The names were intentional. The pieces that go together were intentional. And the response to that collection was amazing. And that was pre-COVID. And then, so that was October. And then COVID obviously came in March. And I didn't release another collection until July um, of that year, which you know, I'm really proud of that collection as well. Which one was the that? golden hour oh, yeah, collection? Yeah, yeah. I think that at, for for the time and the space where I was emotionally, it did. Um, it came across as what I wanted it to, and we, and I think that the difference for me is the Cosmos collection. I believe was so successful because people could feel it. If that makes sense, even if they didn't realize what they were feeling. 
And the Golden Hour collection was beautiful. There's still bestsellers that are hanging on the wall right now. Um, we were coming out of something really heavy and we needed something bright and light and that's what it was. And then the next time I did one was the retrograde collection, which was last year. And I was in this, no, Prairie Honey. Oh yeah, missed one. Sorry, I'm literally like yeah. shaking my head. Erica's, I'm like, excuse me, let me get me. my notebook out. It was <laughs> let me name the pieces. Prairie Honey. Um, and again, like I think there was a little bit of me in there, but I was not coming from a place of um, intention and emotional connection. Well, and I remember at that time you had all the, pe- and I don't know actually, so I work closely with Megan, but this is a part of her business that I don't actually touch really. Mm-hmm. Nobody Other does. than when she's like, put this on and tell me if it's pretty like yeah. you know that okay I'll give my feedback but I don't really know like where names come from mm-hmm. every once in a while I'll throw out a name I'll be like name it the Erica <laughs> because you know hello um but what I I remember with Prairie Honey and I feel even retrograde is that you had all the pieces and you didn't have the name yet mm-hmm. and I remember with Prairie Honey you were like I'm thinking this or I'm thinking that mm-hmm. and I think even in that we can reflect and be like there was almost a wandering yeah I'm not sure yeah and there was a disconnect there was a disconnect of being like okay I guess I'm gonna and not that you're like okay I guess I'm gonna call it Prairie Honey no because it's like well that sounds pretty but I remember doing the photo shoot and me and you and Molly were like should we call it this should it be this yeah. should be you know like yeah, I didn't know yeah. during photo shoot day yeah. and that too that day I was still adding pieces like while we got here and I was like just kidding it's 15 pieces I know I told you 12 but like I don't I didn't do that with this collection um, and it's a very big collection too because so normally what I do is I have like a you know a wider array and then I you know cultivate it or I call it or whatever the term is um, so I'll take pieces out or I'm not sure and this one I was just like I mean it has to be all of them which I haven't done since 2019. I just couldn't let any of them go. Um, But it just, the last one that I did, I, the retrograde collection, like it's not that it didn't do well. It's not like there wasn't pieces that I didn't love, but I could like wipe them all off the board right now and not miss any of them, if that makes sense. I was doing, I did that collection more to hit what people were wanting or what I thought people wanted. Um, And then for me, it fell flat, which is so interesting because, you know, I can think about businesses that I've worked in and whatever, you know, and sometimes you put out something because of what you think the consumer or the customer will Mm -hmm. want rather than coming from a place of like passion or, you know, or intention. Right. And so like to hear you just physically give like even like numbers behind it, you know what I mean? And to show that when you put intention behind what you're creating, like it makes a difference. So don't just like, I don't know if that's advice, but like put out a product just because you should put out a product. Yeah. And I, I think Megan wasn't wrong what she did with retrograde, like as someone who was watching that process happen I'm like that is what people are wearing Mm -hmm. it is what people want but I think there's something to be said about being like yes we can look at an overarching theme of this is what's in style Mm -hmm. but it might not be what your community is looking for and that's just it and it's like an overarching theme even in fashion right now 90s are back yeah but not everybody wants 90s there are still people who are like no I want to you know so I think sometimes that North star. Mm -hmm. And I think you have really gone back to like your North star of like what your brand is with this next collection. Yeah. Because I was at a place where I was like, well, I mean, I could do whatever, but if, if this is where I'm spending my time, 
and this is my business. Like I'm going to do what I want, whether or not I think that's what other people want. Does that make sense? Like, and I don't know if that's a smart thing to say as a product-based business or not, but when you put out something that you believe in, people can feel it. And I think that I lost that for a little while and now I really feel strongly about it again. And I feel excited about this collection that I haven't felt that in a long time either. So I guess where I'm going with this is that there's going to be ebbs and flows to your business and to your creative process. And But if you just come back to how does this feel for me, then you're going to find the right direction. Like, And also I'll say like when you come and I've done this many times, like, okay, sales are low, like let's have a sale you know, but you're, that's actually coming from a place of desperate energy and scarcity mindset. And, you know, it's going to fall, it's either going to fall flat or something like that, that energy that surrounds that is just like not the vibe that you want. So I understand that when, you know, sales are down and you want to do a promo, I think that coming from, you have just be careful where you're coming from it. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think coming from a place of abundance is super important. Yes. And are you being intentional with it? Like, does it make sense for you right now? Are you doing it? Like, why are you doing it? What's the outcome that you want? Well, and I think when you've run sales recently, you're like, I want to run sales because I actually want to almost get this. I don't want, again, woo woo. You're almost like, I want this stuff out of here because it like wasn't what I wanted. And so it's not, I mean, yes, we always have that bottom line, but there's a bit of, for you, I think a, um, a sense of like, let's get this out. And we've really talked about the themes I think we've mentioned are back to basics. Mm -hmm. And also what's the new collection name? (gasps) I was going to say, do we have it already? Well, Erica actually named it, but, but all credit to Megan. (laughs) Well, she said, she said the word and I was like, that's it. It's the remix collection, which feels just, just so feels so good. And I never thought twice about it. I was like, yep, that's it. Yeah. And I can see it in my mind. So it's like, you know, with the Cosmos collection, it was kind of like moody and which I loved. Um, this is just like that, but elevated and it's brighter and it's lighter and it's like abundance and integrity and alignment and intention. And it just feels names, good. Are those the names of the pieces? No. <laughs> well, and I was going to say, I feel even the piece I'm wearing, because I am, I got a sense of fun from yeah. this collection. Yeah. If and, it, and fun maybe isn't, that's such a surface word. And mm. I know you're so intentional with the way that you speak, but I'm like, for me, and maybe that's because for me, I'm drawn to fun. Yeah. And I feel specifically with this piece and even what you named it, I was like, that's fun. Yeah. And that makes me excited. And I knew that I wanted it. Right. Yeah. I've always been very intentional with the naming of the pieces. Um, even if it's something that like with retrograde, for example, even if it's something that didn't, I didn't necessarily emotionally connect with the names are always so intentional to what the piece is showing or what the piece to me means. Um, when I first started, I named all of the pieces after the women in my life. And so because to me, names have such meaning. They carry such meaning and emotion. And so I'm never going to name something just like, you know, that's Sarah because what a pretty name, you know, Sarah means something. I look up what every name means, or it's a person in my life that has inspired me or is important to me. Um, yeah. Speaking of like business or in life, what is the best piece of advice that you've ever been given? Oh, easy. My sister, shout out Jen, years ago told me in any situation, you know, take what you like and leave the rest. 
And you can apply that to anything. And that's not saying, you know, I'm only going to hear what I want to hear or I'm only going to listen for what I believe in or what validates my choices. It's, um, you know, you go to a, a retreat or a, you're listening to a guest speaker or you're listening to a podcast and, you know, you're not going to agree with whatever every single person says or somebody's going to have a different idea than you um, or a different opinion or an outlook. But that doesn't mean that the conversation isn't important or that their uh, ideas or feelings or, you know, aren't valid. So I think that for that, what it means to me is like, take what you like and leave the rest is like, take what hits for you and learn from it and hold on to it and grow it and apply it to your life or to yourself and see. Okay, friends, CJ here. A little fun fact about me is that I'm actually terrified of needles. It's always been something that I've struggled with. I even used to experience panic attacks whenever I needed to have blood taken or my immunizations updated. Because of this, I've avoided other procedures that involve needles like Botox. However, I recently made the decision that while I've been very proactive with my skincare routine, some even might call me a skincare junkie, that since entering into my 30s, I have felt the need to step it up and take my preventative skincare to the next level. This for me meant facing my fear of needles and trying out Botox. Because of my fears, it was important to me to work with someone I trust, and that is why I have gotten Botox from Dr. K. Inslee's Medical Aesthetics. I've had my Botox done by R and Amanda, and I cannot say enough good things about my experience. The injections were relatively pain-free, she was so professional, and made me feel completely at ease. They offer complimentary consultations and great news to anyone who is super busy. They're also open seven days a week. So you can book in at a date that works best for you. Check them out on Instagram at Dr. K Inslee Medical Aesthetics. That's Dr. K I N S L E Y Medical Aesthetics. You can even go watch Erica and I's Botox experience on their feed if you want. You can find them at drkinsley.ca or we'll link it out for you guys in the show notes. Well, and that's funny because I remember when I first started with you, we were talking because you were, you had just purchased the Jilly, Jillian, Jilly, Jilly Academy, Jilly Academy. Shout out Jilly. Uh, yeah. Hello. Promo code Jilly. No, I'm just kidding. Come Don't on. Go look it someday. up. Someday. Sponsored by. Someday. Someday. Um, no, I remember we were talking about it and we were talking about how much it cost or like what you were doing from it. And you, you said to me, you know, if I get one thing from it, then I have found value. Absolutely. And I think we're in a world right now a very all or nothing world. Mm. And it's like, if I did not find value in every single piece of that, then it's like, I'm throwing it all out. And it's like, no, there might actually be little things here that you can go away with. And I think you've always shown that to me that that has been something that's really important to you. So, Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think that because I'm such a believer in sharing personal experience for the benefit of others, because you never know what I say might clear something for you or you might think like oh wait me I I understand that or like validate you or um you know just make you think about something differently or maybe one thing I say might be what you needed to hear that day or one thing you say might be what I needed to hear that day so I think the value in sharing our experiences with others and other women especially in safe spaces is that it's something that we can connect with and you know it makes us feel seen and heard at the end of the day, everybody just wants to be seen and heard. 
and understood. Yep. Right. And by sharing your own experiences, you're being vulnerable. You're coming from a vulnerable place a lot of the time, which can take time to get used to or feel comfortable with. But I always just think like it, you know, and you guys are in a social media world where it's like if one person sees your post and gets something from it, then you've done your job or that's great. Like we also live in this world where it's like all the likes, all the shares, all the saves, whatever, you know, and you have to go back to that place is like, is that you know, do I want that because it's validating or am I giving information that I want to serve people with? Well, it's like that thing where everyone's like, you know, I only got 30 likes on my post today, but if 30 people showed up at my house and were like, oh my gosh, like I'd be overwhelmed. That's a lot of people. Right, it's a lot of people. I think we really need to scale back what we look at things or like what how we're measuring things, right? And myself included. When I started my new mentoring account, it was just like very... um, what's the word I'm looking for? Humbling. Cause like I've, you know, grown my Elizabeth Lynn account over years and years and years. And to start from zero <laughs> is like, Oh, okay. 12 people like that. That's great. Right. You know what I mean? It's just, it really puts it into perspective of like, I'm that account for me is to like really connect with people. If you have 30,000 people on, can you connect with all 30,000 of them? No. Can you connect with 30? Yeah. You know, so it just puts it in perspective. I think that sometimes when people get to a level of success, you know what I mean? You just expect so much going forward, like Mm -hmm. the same success in all areas. Yes. Right. And not that you shouldn't have success in other areas and propel yourself forward from what you've already learned. But I'm curious to know in starting something new again, like, does that give you fresh perspective in moving forward and what you're doing in everything else? Like, is it almost a benefit to be like, okay, now like had you not started something new, it wouldn't have brought that fresh perspective of like, oh, what is really important? Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. I think that I can be much more intentional on a smaller scale, which is actually really quite a bit more impactful. Um, by starting something new, I think that there's just like a lot of opportunity to really hone in on what do I want to talk about? Who do I want to connect with? And like, what does that mean to me? And I also think I want to touch on success, right? So I've been thinking a lot lately about, well, what is, what is success for me might not be success for you, might not be success for you in, you know, some people might expect that I've been in business for over 10 years. I should be pulling in certain numbers. I should be, you know, growing and have a team of X amount of people and stuff like that. And what I've really learned for me personally, for some people that might feel really good and that's great. I know I need to be alone a lot of the time. And, you know, you don't know until you don't know. So you have to try things. But um, so are you happy that I don't come into the office anymore? No, I hate it. <laughs> I actually hate it. So we'll see. Whatever. We need we'll to talk, do Zoom dates. We'll talk about that we later. Work. That's a pass for me. Pass. That's a very sensitive subject. Um, but it's like managing other people's expectations or your what you think their expectations are. And I'll always go back to like, you know, success for me might feel a certain way one year and it might feel a certain way another year and that's okay. When I put a number expectation on it or a time value expectation on it or, you know, anything that is set in stone or structured, it makes me very uncomfortable because I really need to like be in the ebb and flow of things. 
Um, some people might say that makes me a poor business owner. I think I just do it differently and it's okay. Um, I also feel like there's no hard and fast rules for things and I have to do things in my own way. That's the person I've always been. And so whenever I butt up against a lot of structure, um, I, what I'm working on right now is the difference between like routine structure and accountability and like how they can all work together really nicely without being something that to me is like a hard stop or somebody telling me to do something that I don't want to do or in a way I don't want to do it right which is why like this has been so good for me well and it's interesting as you say that because I know you and I talked about it the other day when I was talking about setting up processes and setting Mm. up systems and you and I are very similar I'm like I don't want, I want to like have a whiteboard and all my ideas on it. And CJ's like, <laughs> we have documents and we have folders and all these things. And Megan and I are like, and twitching like out how over does here. Dropbox work? You guys, <laughs> what so, are we doing? <laughs> what I think is interesting actually is, and, and again, it's like that, what I can say to others, I can't take for myself. <sighs> all I, of us. I expressed to Megan, I said, you know, sometimes a system or a process in place is actually freeing yeah. because yeah. it gives you, yep. um, flow yeah and that's what we like we like ebb and flow but there is something to be saying about being grounded Mm -hmm. or being anchored to something that goes okay like yes we we can be creative here and then this is how our creativity kind of falls into a place where it doesn't get out of hand or it doesn't it doesn't get away on us yeah and i think that that's been a really interesting piece for both of us but Mm -hmm. even you right working with i mean cj and i work together so i've been used to CJ and this whole thing I'm like pointing at CJ um and (sighs) you're kind of new to it yeah this idea about right now this might feel I'm gonna even use the word not annoying right like sometimes I'm like oh these processes that are in place or these systems that are in place that just like drives me nuts and then later I'm like oh but like now I know exactly where that is or I know exactly how this is going and that actually makes my life easier in the long run yeah it's it's just giving it a chance and stepping into it and like being willing to get uncomfortable for just a little bit to see which I could say about like I've done a lot of self-work and like I sat in uncomfortability is that a word uncomfortability for a long time but that's why I mean, I used to say like I would push through something but I don't use that terminology anymore because I think pushing through can be a negative thing. Um, I move through things now and knowing that the timeline for that might look different and you might head into something being like, Hey, I'm going to try it and not have a timeline or not know how long it's going to be until you feel X, Y, Z or until you see these results or whatever. And just being getting to be comfortable with the unknown, um, which can be uncomfortable, but um, moving in that space, I think really allows for growth and in a lot of areas where you're not expecting to. Well, and I think you're such like you've touched on you a creative as an entrepreneur and because you are a solo team, (laughs) Mm -hmm. right? I think there's a lot of creative people out there, maybe even listening that are like, okay, I'm a creative and I have all these ideas and all these, you know, dreams and visions and places and things I want to go and create. And, you know, I'm curious what advice you would give on how to harness your creativity. So I'm always going to encourage people to like, just jump in and try it and do it. If the one thing you learned is that like, that's not the vibe that is invaluable. That's great. Then, you know, I think that, um, 
creativity is energy and all of the ideas that you have inside of you are energy. Oftentimes what I'll do is I'll just put notes in my phone, um, write things down. Um, I have 8,500 tabs open on my laptop, like, which is not necessarily recommended, but that's my thought process. I think that, you know, I go into things now, not having a perfect end result in mind because I know I'm going to change it. And was I always that way? Probably not. Because if you know, there's nothing more frustrating than having like a picture in your head or an idea in your head of something that end result and you're not quite getting there. But I also think that there's that there's so much beauty in that because you're then finding ways around things or you're finding ways through things or you're trying things you probably wouldn't have tried before. I'm very resourceful and that works hand in hand with my creativity. I also think that, you know, try something and you don't have to do it to completion. You don't have to have it perfect. So I'm curious on, cause you've kind of touched on it with your own page and just like giving advice and stuff. You have started a mentorship business mm-hmm. and mentoring other businesses. And I'd love to hear how being mentored yourself mm-hmm. impacted your business. The mentors that I've worked with are, you know, are not afraid to share their own experience in order to help you get to where you need to go. I also think like as a, as a mentor, I'm not here to figure your path out for you. I'm not here to solve your problems for you. I'm not here to teach you my systems, quote unquote systems. I'm here to help you figure it out on your own and guide you and be the ear that you need and ask you questions that need to be asked. That's so well said. Okay, but the one question I do have for you is advice you'd give yourself 15 years ago. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Is this going to be a two-parter? Stop layering all those tank tops. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the fashion. Don't Guilty as charged. Don't, you don't need your hair to be that dark. You don't need to wear it. Stop straightening your bangs if you have curly hair. Oh, God. (laughs) Bangs in general. With a ironing. Oh, an iron. An iron. Yes. My girlfriends and I used to set up the ironing board while we were drinking before going to the bar and like take turns ironing each other's hair. Uh, And let me tell you, there was no creases. We knew what we were doing. um, I would use an oven mitt. Oh, we would use a. uh, I did it on the carpet. No, I did it with an oven mitt. We did it on the ironing board with a towel. We and a brush. We had a whole system. There were certain girls who were the best at it, and then like you lined up. But it was. Yeah, I remember the first time doing that and being like, my my mom used to do it for us too. So straight. Oh, it looks so good. It's like poker straight. And like all dead on the ends. I'm going to try that. So, I'm, I'm going to try that. I bet you we yeah. still could. Hey, we could do it. Oh my we'll gosh. We should it. all show up we should to an episode. With s- we should film hair. it. Yes. We should film it. So funny. Okay, okay, someone bring the actual 15 year advice. Oh, well, that's good 15. advice. That's funny. Yeah, it is. Oh yeah. Um, just freaking be yourself. It does not matter what other people think. They're not thinking about you either. Right? Like, They're probably not even thinking about you, but what other people think about you is none of your business. Keep your focus on yourself, like love yourself. Oh my God, I did so much work on self-love. It took me a really long time, a really long time. I wish that I could have done or had a, you know, figured out how to support myself or believe in myself or have confidence in myself a lot earlier. Um, I mean, I'd probably still say just like jump in two feet. You can do it. Figure it out on your way. Um, But ask for help earlier. Don't be afraid to ask people for help. People want to help. 
Um, so we like to wrap up, which you know because you're on the podcast. I am a co-host um, on this podcast. <laughs> so in case you don't know, um, the final question we like to ask everyone, we're going to throw it to you, which is what are you currently obsessed with? Reading before bed. Mm. Oh, it's fall coming up, you guys. I'm just real excited to wear all my sweaters. <laughs> Yay. Fall fashion. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. You're amazing. Well, to wrap up, yeah. because we're ready to be done is tell everyone where they can follow you. Obviously, we have the It's Her podcast page, but yes. where can people follow you, Megan? Me specifically. Um, I have two Instagram accounts now. Um, Elizabeth Lynn Jewelry. So at Elizabeth Lynn Jewelry. And then my new mentorship account is at its.essentially.megan. And then obviously elizabethlynn.ca. And we didn't prep this. But do you want to do any kind of discount code? Oh my gosh, fun. Right? Like, I don't know, just something just for the listeners. Yeah. So should I make up a code right yeah, now? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Like, great. Like her, her or her, her podcast. podcast. Yeah, that's the code, guys. Use the code her podcast to get 15% off your order from now until December 31st. <laughs> We're winging it. Hopefully we remember to remove that code. I need to actually make the code. I'm going to go make the code right now. <laughs> and yeah. I'm signing off. Okay. All right. Thanks, friends. Thanks. Thank you, everyone, for joining us on this episode of the Her Podcast. If you want to follow along with us, you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at its.her.podcast. We can't wait to see you there. Bye. 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 Adios.